This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on Millennial. Have you been irate with CVS? Where you're like, how dare you print out a receipt that's six feet long? No, I love those coupons. Like anything to help me save a buck. Honestly, in this economy, I'll take all the coupons. Look at this. The one person in the world who loves that long ass CVS receipt. Because of the coupons. Don't do that if you don't have any student debt. <laughs> I feel like this was a comment like sort of directed towards me. Like, don't don't even think about it, Andrew. You're not no. going to get away with it. OK, I wouldn't think you were stupid enough to do it. Is this controversial to say it's like their one good song? I don't think that's controversial. We had that one. And then like, um, what's the My Immortal? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the really like angsty ballad. Yeah. <laughs> Inspired a fan fiction. I know. That's the only reason I remember the title. <laughs> Evanescence and Harry Potter, (laughs) bred to make this terrible fan fiction. Welcome to Millennial 839. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Pamela. We are back after our week off. And I spent my week off trying to sell my iPhone on the Facebook marketplace. Oh, how did that go? It went well. There was a little bit of trouble, though, because when you do sell a high-value item like an iPhone on Facebook Marketplace, all the scammers come out of the woodwork. They're all trying to take advantage of you. They want you to send the product to them after they fake pay you, so they get a phone for free. There was one scammer last week who said, oh, I'll buy the phone and I'll pay with e-check. And as soon as I hear e-check, I'm like, scam. You know, a real person who's going to make a real payment is going to mm-hmm. say Venmo or, or something right. else. They also offered PayPal. So I said, yeah, you could pay with uh, PayPal. I wanted to string them the scammer along because I wanted to see like how they do this. And so I give them my email address and they send me a fake PayPal confirmation email in my real email. So I have their email now and it says, hello, this is PayPal. They've paid. And then this guy on Facebook is like, OK, can you send the phone straight away? And because I'm now stringing this guy along, I want to have a little fun with it. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll put it in the mail in like 20 minutes. I just got out of the hospital. I was hospitalized for a week. I had surgery. And I said to him, I'm so excited that you bought the phone from me because now I can pay for my hospital bills. I'm like trying to make the scammer feel a little guilty, you know, trying to find the human side of the scammers. They don't care. So he sends me a real mailing address in New York. And of course, the address must be real because he wants the real phone. And he says, can you send it soon? Can you send it today? Still pushing me, pushing me. I'm like, yes, yes, I'll do it. I will do it right after I use the bathroom. And at this point, I'm just disgusted that this guy doesn't care about me. You know, my feelings are a little hurt. I walk into the bathroom. I turn around 
I pull my pants down and I take a picture of my butt and I send it to him via Facebook Messenger with my middle finger in view as well. Is this is this what your tweet was about? Now I understand the yeah, tweet. Yeah, okay. Yes. Me too. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay, so got it. So this was only to the Twitter circle, y'all. That was an exclusive oh, tweet bad. for you guys. I forgot that you, you selected a, a specific group of people to share that with. <laughs> so I sent him a picture of my ass in the middle finger. I said, kiss my ass, you scamming fuck. I'm reporting you to the FBI. Of course, he leaves the chat. But then, because I can never let anything go, I go to the email where he just sent me a, a PayPal, fake PayPal email, and I sent him the same picture of my ass. I cut off my head, but it's got my ass. So I send him this photo, and I said, you know, fuck you. Again, I'm reporting you to the FBI. I send it. And like a minute later, I'm like, oh, shit. My professional email signature was in that damn email. Oh my god. With this photo of my butt. I was like so paranoid after that that he was going to somehow blackmail me or something. He hasn't yet. But if anybody sees a photo of my butt online, the scammer <laughs> is playing hardball with me. That was just a little fun I had with these scammers. I have to say also, we've spoken before about people uh, phone scams. And I've gotten a little more irate with these people who call and I've received less calls. So a tip for everybody, and these people are terrible people too. They're trying to take advantage of you. It's horrible. Be angry and pissy with them. Start cursing at them. And I think they put you on some sort of like, don't call list anymore. They're being abusive. Because you're hostile. Leave them alone. Okay. Yeah, they could probably put a check mark. Hostile. Do not call. So that's a little tip for everybody as well. Give it a try. Because I feel like I'm getting less phone calls now. That's good to know, because I get one of those Social Security Administration phone calls at least once every couple of weeks. Yeah, and car insurance, health yeah. insurance. Or also the ones that are like, there is a warrant out for your arrest. Please <laughs> wait on the line. I was getting Amazon ones. Really? Like, oh, we tried to send an iPad to your house. Did it make it there? Stuff I've been like getting that. text messages similar to that. Yeah. It's like your Amazon package is trying to be de- like delivered or your Amazon refund was not processed clickier. And it's like, mama didn't raise no fools. So I'm just going to send these straight to junk. Well, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. But now that there is some movement on student loan forgiveness. You got to watch out for those scammers, too. I've been getting phone calls. I didn't even think of that. Claiming wow. that I'm eligible for complete forgiveness of my loans and to pl- please call them back. And I'm sure they're going to want a lot of personal information and probably wreck my credit and God knows what else. So, yeah, don't don't answer those either. And if you do, just troll them. Yeah. Yeah, troll them. And I think they'll go away. Also, little update. I'm excited to announce that I did successfully avoid COVID-19. Thank you very much, everybody. (laughs) The windows being open, staying away from Pat, not breathing when I was near him. It all seemed to pay off. Well, I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Good for now. Mm -hmm. You're still in the running, Andrew. Still in the running. That's true. (laughs) I hear the flu is going to be really bad this year. I can't remember if we talked about that before. Yeah, or not, I heard but too. That's what I keep hearing. I'm getting my flu shot tomorrow at Costco. Oh, congratulations. I know. I'm really excited. I actually got a text from CVS yesterday. Maybe that was a scam. To help you stay healthy this season, we have saved a flu shot for you. Oh, no, this goes to CVS.com. No, yeah, I got that too. 
That's pretty nice. CVS didn't send me one of those, and I got both of my COVID shots from them. You're cheating on them. You're going to Costco now. No wonder they ghosted you. I know. Because I went to Costco last year for my flu shot because it was so easy. Maybe have you been irate with CVS? Where you're like, how dare you print out a receipt that's six feet long? No, I love those coupons. Like anything to help me save a buck. Honestly, in this economy, I'll take all the coupons. Here it is, listener. Look at this. The one person in the world who loves that long ass CVS receipt. Because of the coupons. We've got her right here on the show. (laughs) We're going to have a long interview with her in uh, next week's episode. 40% off one item. I'd love that. Please send all your coupons to me if you don't want them. You're going to be so mad at me, Pam. But anytime I get one of those million mile long pieces of receipt tape, I grab it and I just stuff it in my bag, like crumple it up and just I mean, stuff I do it that in there. Too, but eventually you have to clean your bag out, right? And that's when you find it. It's like a little gift. Yeah. No, I just, <laughs> a I just large throw it gift. away. <laughs> I'm like, there's too much shit in my purse. I need to just like turn it upside no, down over a trash I, can, shake it out. I'm all for saving a buck wherever I can right now. It's It's expensive. It's yeah. exp- everything is expensive right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That is 100% true. Inflation is just insane right now. And I know we've chatted about that on the show before. Yeah. But in, in this world where we're trying to all reduce waste, I'm surprised. That seems like an easy win for CVS. Like the internet would eat that up. Now, okay. So that is actually a good point because so many... Um, like Target is all online. Like you can use their app and it has all yeah. the coupons right there. So, and then right. if you use it with enough frequency, they'll tell you this is on sale for like 25% off or whatever. So, yeah. Next time I see Pam, we're going to get ice cream and go to CVS. And I can't wait to see Pam gleefully watch that little printer as it spits out <laughs> a six foot ice, ice cream because I got ice cream with Pat. You guys have exactly. to eat it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wholesome. Fancy ice cream, then. Yes, salt and straw. That's so wholesome, Pam. That's why you're the Mary of this group. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's a good transition. <laughs> we will We'll get to that. Do you yeah. want to get to that now? We can. So in the m- most recent Millennial Variety Show, which is now available on Patreon, we decided to discuss this tweet that said, if you had to guess, are you normally the fuck, marry, or kill in one of those games? And so we discussed our guesses, not knowing what our listeners would think. And we also came up with some other FMK scenarios. So check that all out on Patreon. It's the latest edition of the Variety Show. But then on Twitter and Instagram today, we said, if the three of us are in an FMK, or maybe separate, it wasn't totally like clear. You just had to decide for yourself. Is Laura the fuck, marry, or kill? Is Pam the fuck, marry, or kill? Is Andrew the fuck, marry, or kill? Laura, on Twitter... You uh, were mainly the fuck, 57.9%. I, y'all, the confidence boost is great. So (laughs) That is nice. Thank you so much. Print that on a shirt. I know, I'm the fuck. (laughs) 57.9% of people would fuck me. Yep. That's the episode title, I'm the fuck. Can we do that? Will Apple allow us to do that? We have an explicit asterisk in there. That's true. Laura on Twitter, 26.3% said marry, 15.8% said kill. Pam, 
you were the Mary, 67.6%. I feel like that tracks. So completely <laughs> checks out. I uh, was the kill. Well, shit, 51.4%. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. I wonder if people thought that they had to pick only one for each of us. I think so. And that's why you're the kill. Yeah, I think so. Well, that's how the game is played. Mm-hmm. Also, I will say, and we talked about this in our variety show, there's a thin line between attraction and hate, right? <laughs> yes. I'm just, Andrew, I'm just saying probably for a lot of these people, it was like, it was a toss up and they just. Right, exactly. Like, I'm not hurt at all. This is, I, <laughs> this makes me very happy. So if I die, the show can continue. I think that's what we learned today (laughs) from these results. I mean, me and Laura holding it down. That's fine. So then over on Instagram, similar numbers. Again, Laura, you were the fuck. Pam, you were the Mary. And I was the kill. (laughs) Isn't that nice to know across social media boundaries? The results are the same. It is good to know that we could potentially just put it up on one place and get the same results but you yeah. never know yeah. so it's good to have a wide variety we're consistent that's what i'm learning we need new art too now that just has like the word fuck over laura the word mary over pam and the word kill over me or something yeah. like or like i'm dead somebody's <laughs> fucking laura like avocado toast is fucking you and <laughs> pam's marrying <laughs> a cup of coffee i don't know <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you would definitely want that to be like our banner on our website. I'm sure you'd want it to be all over every podcasting app store. Be pretty unique. Be pretty unique. Yeah. (laughs) Either that or people would be like, um, I don't know about that. Well, anyway, on a more uh, serious note, but it's actually some good news, at least part of this development. Kanye West has been under fire. Laura, do you want to explain? Adidas has officially dropped... Kanye West, um, following, you know, weeks of just blatant, hateful, violent anti-Semitic comments that he has made. Um, He was also dropped by his talent agency. There was a documentary that was already finished um, about him that has been placed on hold. So no idea when we're going to see that. Um, Is it real this time? Are are we going to be rid of Kanye? <laughs> it really feels different this time. That Adidas thing was huge. That's because huge. They literally lost money to sever ties with him. Mul- hundreds of millions, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah. It's like 200 million or something like that. Yes. A little more than that, I think. And they're going to stop production on all of the the, Yeez- the Yeezy merchandise too. Or like the, not merchandise, but the products. That's insane. He had said, what was this last week? The thing about it being Adidas, I can say anti-Semitic things and Adidas can't drop me. Now what? Now what? That's a quote. How could you say that and expect to get away with it? On top of everything else that he said, it feels different this time. It it just, there's a lot of backlash this time. And I hope this is it. I hope he's canceled. That's what I mean. Yeah. And it'll stay that way. Now there's examples of people being canceled and coming back. Unfortunately, that's probably what's going to happen with Kanye at some point. But this it's it's hard because I feel like full canceling would imply that nobody ever 
gives him another headline. Nobody ever gives him a platform. We kind of saw the same thing with uh, Andrew Tate, who we've never talked about on the show, but I'm sure most people are familiar with at this point. Pretty, pretty radicalized human being, but deplatformed didn't even matter because people were just posting those clips up on social media. So they were creating the platform for him. And that's my one concern with Kanye is the fact that it's possible that he'll still be given a platform through other people's platforms and we'll still see this. So yeah, it's hard to say. Unfortunately, too, you know, so much of this comes down to him con- the him being given continued attention and platforms to be able to spew this hatred. And it's not even just the the grifters, the Candace Owens of the world. It's mainstream media. He's been interviewed on CNN, Jake Tapper, Piers Morgan. He was interviewed on Fox News, of course, by Tucker Carlson. He's getting a lot of mainstream media play out of this. And it's because everybody loves watching a train wreck. But when nobody's thinking about right now, or at least it seems sort of the mainstream isn't thinking about right now, is that this rhetoric will hurt people not just emotionally by being out there, but it drives anti-Semitism and anti-Jewish hate acts you need look no further than actual world history of how Jews have been treated to see what this can lead to and to see the kind of slippery slope that we're going down. So he, if anybody needs a fucking conservator, forget Brittany. This guy, like anyone who is putting a camera or a microphone in front of this guy is directly perpetuating this behavior. Yeah, agreed. And the violence towards Jewish people. So I really, really hope people stop giving him airwaves. To one of your points, over the weekend, we saw these photos of this terrible banner hanging over this LA highway that said Kanye is right. This isn't just Kanye being mentally ill, and he might be, but that doesn't excuse it. A lot of people agree with his views, and he's elevating those types of people and validating them. Just really bad stuff all around. Glad to see Adidas did pull the plug Tuesday morning. And we'll update everybody on some other news items that have been going on. But first, we have a new sponsor on the show, and they are perfect for us because they blend pop culture and coffee Expedition Roasters offers small batch roasted brews using premium coffee beans. All their coffees are inspired by pop culture. There are many theme park ones like Prospector's Roast, which is a churro flavored one inspired by Big Thunder Mountain, that ride at Disney. I have to try that one next. That sounds perfect for coffee. Right now, they have the Pumpkin Spice King Brew, which is a limited edition seasonal fall roast. Over the weekend, Pat and I made the Beans from Outer Space Roast, which is a peanut butter cup flavored coffee. And on paper, you might be like, really? Peanut butter cup flavored coffee? But it was actually really good because with all of Expedition Roasters roasts, they don't hit you over the head with flavor. You're just getting the notes and it's just enough to be like, oh, yeah, I taste the theme that they're going for here. Yeah, I tried the New Orleans Praline and it was so good. Like you said, the flavor is 
really subtle, but it's enough to kind of get a hint of of what it's going for. They smell so good, too. Like, every time I open a packet, it's like, ooh, that smells delicious. I want to drink that. Um, And to your point about theme park uh, themes, New Orleans Praline is definitely themed towards that as well and it's just like a fun little roast for october as well we're in spooky season and the artwork definitely invokes that vibe too so it's a fun little experience overall between like taste and artwork pam i think you and i are twinning because i also tried the same coffee and i have to really echo what you said about the flavor and the sweetness i am somebody who is not crazy about lots of overpowering flavor in my coffee. What they do with these coffees is pretty exceptional because the coffees all have that distinct themed flavor. Um, And when you drink them, you know exactly what flavor it is you're supposed to be getting, but it's never overpowering. It's so subtle that sometimes I like taste the coffee more and I'm just enjoying the flavor of the coffee. Yeah. So it's fun. And also, yeah, they smell great. My whole apartment smells heavenly anytime I (laughs) brew it. It's always like a candle. Yeah. So we want you to check this company out. They're really great. Visit ExpeditionRoasters.com and use code COFFEEGEEKS for 15% off your order. Again, ExpeditionRoasters.com and use code COFFEEGEEKS. We'll also have a link in the show notes and on social media. Okay, Laura, what's been going on recently? So thinking about this week's show, I was like, I guess we got to do like a Since You've Been Gone Millennial Vacation Edition because there's been quite a bit of news while we were out. First of all, do y'all remember a little someone named Liz Truss? (laughs) We talked about her a few weeks ago. Yes, though (laughs) if you asked me about her two months ago, I would have been like, I have no clue who you're talking about. Yeah. Well, Liz Truss, who we spoke about uh, a few weeks ago when we were chatting about, you know, the royal family in the wake of the Queen's passing, um, right around that time, Liz Truss had assumed the position of prime minister. Um, She actually resigned last week after 44 days of holding office, uh, and she can now boast the shortest tenure of a prime minister in British history. So congratulations, Liz. She's going to be able to collect some crazy ass pension for the rest of her life because she was in office for like two seconds. Yeah, I think some people are calling for her to not take advantage of that benefit because that does seem very unfair. Yeah, Liz definitely had a very interesting and turbulent 44 days as prime minister. Um, This is from the New York Times about the economic disaster of her leadership. The market's swift withering verdict on Ms. Truss's tax-cutting agenda shattered her credibility, degraded Britain's reputation with investors, drove up, home, drove up home mortgage rates, pushed the pound down to near parity with the American dollar, ouch, and forced the Bank of England to intervene to prop up British bonds. The TLDR here is that trickle-down economics still don't work, no matter how much you like to look through rose-colored lenses at, you know, the days of Reagan and Margaret Thatcher. It didn't work then, and it doesn't work now. 
I also love the timing of this going into our own midterm elections here in the States, um, because Republicans are very pro similar plans to what Liz Truss inflicted on the UK. Now, are people here going to see that and make the connection? I don't think so. But I love the timing anyway. Yeah, she was protecting higher earners, which was a horrible way to start your term as prime minister. Yeah. I was also following the story about the mortgage rates over there. People who had mortgages in the works for a new home, suddenly their mortgages were canceled. And then the new rates that they could actually get were suddenly way higher. So they suddenly couldn't afford a home. And I have to just give a little bit of a hat tip to the Daily Star, um, which is by no means a reputable news source. Um, but they, um, one of their reporters had inspired this idea to take like a, a head of lettuce and see if it would outlast Liz Truss's tenure in office. And sure enough, it did. The head of lettuce lasted longer than Liz Truss. So congratulations, head That's of lettuce. That's incredible. <laughs> it was really amazing. They had a live stream going with the clock so you could keep track of it. But after she announced her resignation, they added like a disco ball and a bottle of champagne. And I saw that you actually can see in the screenshot, it says the lettuce is expected to make a statement later. I think it did make a statement of some sort. I haven't seen it, but just brilliant. I love it. It's <laughs> the like lettuce has a wig on. <laughs> and glasses and stuff. Yeah. It's so funny. It's really amazing. She's also, no joke, a diehard Taylor Swift fan. And she stepped down like the same day Taylor released her album. Is that right, Pam? I, yeah. I, I have Didn't that close. Didn't Channel 4 like, do a montage of her to Blank Space? Yes, to Blank Space. Right. Yeah. She, I could oh, not believe no. I had to check multiple sources to make sure that that was real and not a joke. You, you know, have like to that watch it actually that video. aired on television on channel four it did yeah it because did. I, for a minute the first time i saw it i thought somebody was trolling but no it was i, I mean like they were trolling but it was channel four that was trolling so i'll play the start of this real quick and then i'll cut it off once we get to taylor because we'll just get banned you list trust said that her favorite song was blank space by taylor swift we'll leave you with that and some images of her good night this montage of her like working as prime minister right. with blank space underneath it oh honestly like, oh, yeah. and the images they picked for each moment it, yes chef's kiss it was a music video they made a music yes. video <laughs> also i really enjoy how there's footage of her the day before she resigned saying i'm a fighter i'm not a quitter and then the next day she resigned she was a quitter. Yeah. She was a quitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know who's a fighter? That head of lettuce. Yeah. That's a real fighter. You know what I will say, though? I'm just, I'm glad that she had the, the self-awareness to know that she was in over her head and stepped mm -hmm. down because that would never happen in this country. That's That's fair. We've seen it. Here, it would never, never happen. So, you know props to the uk and your self-awareness and she just knew she was losing power too so it's like what can i do yeah. but step down well, i'm I mean, out of options yeah she was losing member i mean she was bleeding cabinet members like crazy yeah yeah you know the house i think this is the right terminology house of commons was just a disaster um so yeah she just she was not 
able to deliver on her mandate. Thank God. But we now have a new prime minister in the UK. Um, His name is Rishi Sunak. Um, And a couple of notable things here that are on their face progress. He's the first person of color to serve as prime minister. He's also the youngest prime minister in more than 200 years. He's only 42. He's the son of Indian immigrants and a practicing Hindu. Um, Pretty, I mean, it's a big step forward for representation, particularly from the conservative party. Um, This is a big step. However, I think it is important to also understand a little bit about his record, and we could probably have an entire episode on this. Um, but just for some high points, he's he was pro-Brexit. Um, he also vowed to put caps on refugee numbers. He promised harsher measures um, in regard to asylum seeking and immigration. And he also spoke about diverting funding from poorer neighborhoods to more affluent areas. And there's video of that <laughs> um, linked here in the doc. So it does seem that he'll be, you know, moving in lockstep with conservative views and ideology and the rest of his party. So I don't think we're going to see a huge shift in tone here. Um, But also just wanted to acknowledge that despite that, this is a historic moment for the UK. Yeah. And hopefully more competent than Truss was. Coming across the pond over here to the States, something that'll be interesting, I think, to a lot of folks who've been following the January 6th committee. um, Donald Trump has finally been subpoenaed (laughs) by the January 6th committee. Um, So this will require Trump to produce documents by uh, November 4th, slightly before the election, and he will need to testify on or around November the 14th. So this is progress. Mm-hmm. I ha- I think there's a, a big butt here, though, and not I'm not talking about the picture Andrew took of his butt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ask the scammer what he thinks. Maybe my butt is bigger. Well, I'm but not. Go ahead, I'm sorry. not saying you don't have a big butt. Oh, okay. I'm. I'm not passing any judgment on your derriere. Um, but what I am passing judgment on is the sad truth of this situation. This timing is not probably going to work in the mm-hmm. way that we would hope it would. Um, there's just a ton of legal gray area at play here. And Trump and his lawyers, I think, are most likely to draw the whole process out long enough for midterms to happen. And when Democrats most likely lose the House, the January 6th committee will be um, toast and his subpoena will go out the window with it. Um, There's no way that a Republican-controlled House is going to allow the January 6th committee to continue, which means all of Trump's crimes and anything that was still on the table to be investigated is no more. Yeah. So my hope is that if there's even one person listening to this who is on the fence about participating this election, please, for the love of God, vote. There's so much more on the line here than who gets what seat. This is what Trump does. He just delays everything in court. He's been doing this with the investigation into the documents that the FBI found at Mar-a-Lago. It's like he's just 
delays everything in court. He could potentially delay the subpoena months and months, far yeah. past January. So, yeah, I'm not. And who knows if these documents would really even produce anything that would. Oh, we got him. We finally got him. It's like that seems unlikely, too. Yeah. I think our best chance at having a got him moment is out of New York uh, with their attorney general. I also just think that him testifying, I think we kind of have to prep for a bit of a clusterfuck. Because you already know what he's like when he's in an interview setting, when he's got the opportunity to monologue, and at worst, all of this is just another platform for him. And that's my other concern as well. And he can also just grandstand the whole time. Right. Or plead the fifth. Didn't he do that in New York a few months ago? Yeah. He was just pleading the fifth the whole time. Yeah, that's and some of true. his. Some of his people were also doing the same. So it's useless. I mean, my biggest hope is this investigation into the documents that he should have given to the archives. I was thinking the same. Honestly, I feel like that is the best case scenario. I don't think he's ever going to go to jail. I don't think he's ever going to face any kind of criminal penalty for what he's done. Um, I would I would desperately love to be wrong on that because if anybody deserves it, it's that fucking guy. But at this rate, I will accept just him being disqualified from ever holding public office again. He shouldn't be qualified to be dog catcher, let alone president. So, And hasn't he been hinting about running again, too? So I think that as a silver lining, if that's our best bet, I'll take it, too. Yep. Yeah. And then we just have to worry about Ron DeSantis. Right. <laughs> Who Another arguably nightmare. would be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Because like there's a level of competence there. I mean, I'm not going to. Exactly. I'm not going to say he's great, but he's better than Trump. Right. So we'll definitely update as more updates on the January 6th committee come. Um, something I don't have noted here, but I think we should just briefly celebrate. Was Alex Jones being ordered to pay nearly a billion dollars for his Sandy Hook lies? Yeah. Love it. He doesn't even have a billion dollars. No, so no. I can't wait to see how this plays out. I suppose he can appeal it. I'm not sure. He's already filed an appeal. <laughs> okay. Well, and then what um, happens? Because he'll probably lose that. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I mean, it'll just bankrupt him and hopefully bankrupt his shitty ass network. But for <laughs> yeah. for some good news, and then we'll get into like how it's a little bit little bit touch and go right now. Um, The application for student loan forgiveness did open during our break. Um, This is the application that would allow you if you hold federal student loan debt to apply to have up to $20,000 discharged. That $20,000 figure is if you had Pell Grants. Um, If you did not, then you're eligible for up to $10,000. And I wanted to just check check with y'all and see did y'all look at the application did anyone fill it out i sure did i did it on my phone while i was driving <laughs> not i was while driving, driving. no <laughs> sorry mark was i can't wait mark was driving and i saw it go live on twitter and i was like oh here we well, go i want to be first in line yep <laughs> joe biden's looking at the applications and an excel spreadsheet is like oh there's laura i listen to millennial i really <laughs> like that pod no more larky with her so I haven't filled it out because I dropped out halfway through my college career and my 
debt has since been paid off. Yeah, it's but smart. I'm looking at it now. It looks pretty simple. Yeah, it was really straightforward. I also filled it out and it didn't take very long at all. So I think that everybody should do that if this is something that's going to benefit you because basically it's free money on the table, even if it doesn't clear out all your student loan debt. So every little bit helps. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And as you know, a fair warning if you are not actually a holder of federal student loan debt, you should not fill this out. I know it might be tempting, um, <laughs> but you, you'll you be subject to some pretty severe um, fines, penalties, and potentially prison time. So don't do that if you don't have any student debt. <laughs> I feel like this was a comment like sort of directed towards me like don't don't even think about it andrew you're not no, going to get away with I it okay i wouldn't think you were stupid enough to do no, it no <laughs> i i wouldn't think that either i think sometimes especially when online forms are you know popular like you saw it blow up on twitter um and when they're so easy and accessible i think sometimes people get a little trigger happy with filling these yeah. things out and maybe don't think about the consequences. And usually you don't have to, but for this one, you, you should. I don't want anybody to go to jail. Um, now, something that we do have to point out here, um, a federal appeals court has put a pause on any debt relief action pending responses from both sides of a lawsuit the Biden administration and several Republican governors, um, they're going to have to respond by October 25th. These Republican-led states are asserting that student loan forgiveness will harm their in-state student loan and tuition programs. They were not able to successfully prove that in a lower court, but um, the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the administration needed to halt any movement on forgiving any debt. However, you can still apply in the meantime. The application is still open. If you have federal student loan debt and this is something that you think you would benefit from, please be sure to still fill this out um, because if the time comes when the pause is lifted, you definitely don't want to be at the back of the line if you can avoid it. Um, of course, the application will be open through December 31st of 2023. So you do have time. Um, but why wait? Now, it's something a long time. it is a long time. Something I will point out here, though, no matter which way uh, the Eighth Circuit Court rules, this is going to go to the Supreme Court. Because if they rule against the administration, they're going to appeal it. And if they rule in favor of the loan forgiveness program, these Republican governors are going to appeal it, which means it goes to the Supreme Court. And when it does that, reportedly, it's going to be first reviewed by Brett Kavanaugh. Well, we know he went to college. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of these people who are against student loan forgiveness went to college. Yeah, no, I know. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just making a party boy joke. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just because it's bread and just because it's, uh, you know, primarily Trump picks in the Supreme Court, unfortunately, in recent years, it doesn't mean all hope is lost. So don't fret too much yet. But yeah, no. there is the chance that this could be repealed. I don't really know what to think at this point. Kavanaugh is, he's proven to be somewhat of a wild card. 
as has Amy Coney Barrett, by the way, who I have no love for. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, these Trump appointees have actually not proven to be rank and file when it comes to Trump politics. So just because this is going to Kavanaugh does not mean that it's automatically a goner. Um, as a matter of fact, kind of like Amy Coney Barrett recently did, um, Kavanaugh could just he could look it over and kick it back mm-hmm. to the courts and say, we're not going to hear this here. That's an entirely possible outcome. But in the meantime, what you can do is you can fill out the application, get yourself in line so that, you know, when and if the time comes, you'll already be locked and loaded. Now, I thought we could also do a quick midterm pulse check because... We're coming up on that season, y'all. I can't believe it's almost it's very here. Soon. Yeah, very I mean, soon. Very <laughs> soon. We're in the season. In like we're, a couple it's practically weeks. next week. I can't believe it's yeah. already November. I know. It's it's wild. I'm not ready for it. But I was just wondering, are there any races that any of us are watching or, or following closely? Maybe some local races? Yeah, definitely the Senate ones. Uh, our senator here in Nevada is up for re-election. And unfortunately, it looks neck and neck between the Dem and Republican candidates. So that's concerning. Seeing the nonstop political ads on television right now, I can't wait for that aspect to be over as well. I'm also, and not to take your uh, ground, Laura, but watching the Georgia one very closely, Walker should not be winning this remotely. I mean, it's just like his baggage is unbelievable. The amount of baggage he has. Yeah. The Pennsylvania one too, Fetterman versus Oz. I mean, this is a freaking television reality star who is also a joke, just like Walker. And yet he's pulling very closely to Fetterman, who had a stroke very early in the campaign. And there have been a lot of concerns about that. And some of them are valid. I'm watching the governor's race out here in California. I have faith in Gavin Newsom getting reelected. I feel like he did a really good job with the pandemic as well. And sometimes that ends up swaying votes. But you never know. People have been um, unseated before in California. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's always that possibility. But Got our ballots in the mail a while ago, and uh, my grandpa always needs help filling his out. So I'm going to go over this weekend, and we're going to go through the ballot together and fill him out so that I can drop him off on election day. I love that. I love that you have a plan, Pam. Yeah, help. I mean, honestly, help your grandparents if you know they need help voting. It's just like something that I've started doing over the last few years. And um, it also helps me get a better grasp on the issues because I have to explain it, you know, in layman's terms to somebody else that maybe is not following the news cycle as closely. So it's helpful for me too. Yeah, I love the idea of having a plan. And I think everybody should have one. So I mean, you can make a plan now, but honestly, leading up to elections, you should always think about, do I want to go on election day? Do I want to early vote? Do I want to vote absentee? Um, I'm going to be participating in early voting this year. I have not gone yet, but I'm doing that this week um, while early voting is still open here in Georgia. And like Andrew, I'm also very closely watching what's happening here in Georgia, Um The governor's race makes me extremely nervous because I really I don't know what to expect. 
it feels very much like toss-up territory. I know polling is showing Kemp several points ahead, depending on where you're looking. But I've gotten to the point where I take polls with a grain of salt because they're so wrong so often. Um, So I like to just look at voter trends. And something that I think is super interesting here in Georgia um, is the amount of turnout we've gotten during early voting. So we actually passed 1 million early votes as of the day of this recording, which is huge. It's a 59% increase in early voter turnout over the 2018 midterms, which is the last time Stacey Abrams ran for governor. So I've got my fingers fucking crossed, crossed y'all. Also, um, the Warnock-Walker race is making me crazy. It should not be as close as it is, but it's going to be a nail biter. People are just so taken in. I mean, he's, you know, former high profile football player at UGA. And there are people who are going to go for that. Dot, dot, dot. Who paid for abortions. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Who lies about the number of kids that he has. Even his own son is like, don't vote for my dad. The scandal around him has been crazy to watch unfold over the last couple of weeks. It's been wild. Um, Also, just a couple of other races that I'm watching just out of interest. Alaska. Um, You've got their one house seat uh, (laughs) being fought over by um, Peltola and Sarah Palin. Um, so that should be interesting. I don't think Palin will win, but I will point out that there is a third party candidate running in that one, I believe. So you could potentially be in runoff territory. Same situation with Warnock and Walker. There is a libertarian running in that mix. So depending on how votes get distributed, we could be looking at a runoff, a la what we saw in 2021, uh, with Ossoff and Warnock both going to runoffs in their races. And there's some interesting close cases um, that I would just say, if you're interested in watching districts um, to kind of see where the house is going to go, the Oregon 5th is looking pretty close, as is the Kansas 3rd and the Pennsylvania 5th, 7th, and 17th districts. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, dig in. Um, I think it's fun to do that. Um, I don't think most people feel that way. But it can be really interesting when you start digging in on local issues and trends like that. Yeah, yeah. Have you voted yet, Well, yeah, I was just going to say, so starting this year, all active voters do automatically receive a mail-in ballot, which I absolutely love. They started this in the pandemic, but now it's just officially going to happen, pandemic or not. So we have our ballots mostly filled out at this point. The ballot drop boxes open up in a couple days. And instead of putting it in the mail, we're just going to put it in a ballot drop box. So in about two or three days, I will have placed my ballot in the ballot box. And uh, yeah, then it'll be done. Yeah, that's what I've been doing um, every for the last few years as well, just going to the ballot box. And I think you turned me on to this. Actually. Yeah, it's like it's also a voting station. So usually I just drop it off in the morning, the day of election day, uh, because I yeah. just know that it's going it's there. You know, I don't have to stress yeah. about it being in the mail or anything like that. And mine is at a little senior center 
And it's Aww. really cute to see all the senior volunteers and they're all like yeah. super liberal and, you know, <laughs> it's great. And they're also excited to see young people come in and drop off their Yeah, bags. I know. They yeah, have like a right. big event yeah, they're happening. Like, yeah, yeah, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up, kid. You're Pretty the future. Pretty much. Yeah, I really appreciate that that sort of momentum and energy being directed specifically at young people because I think it's important to... For, for other people to see as well, like people younger than us, too, to see how important it is to vote. Yeah. Make make voting cool. I mean, there's been efforts to make voting cool and hip. Just thinking of like how celebrities get involved in spreading the message just so to help to help get the message across to the younger generations that they do need to be voting. It, it is it does matter. and It is trendy. It's trendy to vote. It's yeah. cool to vote. Never goes out of style. No, it certainly no. doesn't. All right. Well, on a related note. Because Election Day is Tuesday, November 8th, which is the night we typically record, we'll probably record that episode on Wednesday so we can cry together, party together, a little mix of both, maybe. We just want that episode to be up to date. So we'll record that one the day after Election Day. And in some lighter news, just wanted to plug a new feature coming to our Patreon probably pretty soon. Pam, what do you got cooking? I'm going to do my second geek out of the year on surprise, surprise, Taylor Swift's Midnight's, her <laughs> 10th studio album. And Chloe's actually going to join me for this one because she was really excited to talk about this. So I think it should be pretty fun. We are recording it tomorrow and then hopefully I'll have it out by the end of the week. Depends on how fast I can edit it. So yeah, here's hoping. Yeah. Geek out is a feature this year only where we just rave and rant about something that we love very much it's for bay level patrons we're each recording two this year i'm doing a spotify one in november i'm finally following through with my promise to explain why spotify is so dang good and uh, yeah there's several of those now on our patreon patreon.com slash millennial well keeping the music theme going we have a little bit of a, well, it's a new story, but it feels like it kind of is a throwback as well. I saw this headline about how Instagram is supposedly working on a feature that would allow users to add a song to their profiles. And of course, immediately, like so many people, I immediately thought like MySpace, and that's pretty much what it is. So this news comes from a well-known developer named Alessandro Paluzzi, who is known for leaking stuff like this. Um, they tweeted about the feature, but also told Mashable that as of right now, the feature is still in an internal prototype and it's not being tested externally. So seems like we might have a long way to go before we even potentially see this. Um, but like I said, it has been leading people down this road to reminiscing on the MySpace days just purely because of the fact that I don't think we've we've seen anything since MySpace where having a profile song set was such a big deal. And this was such a yeah. huge feature of MySpace because <laughs> as soon as you visited somebody's profile, a song would start playing, you know? Yeah. And of course, you could like hack the MySpace page to make it your own font, yeah. background. I mean, I learned a lot about coding from like basic coding <laughs> from LiveJournal and MySpace. I think this is a really cool idea, actually, for Instagram because they're fighting tooth and nail with TikTok. They want to take away TikTok's 
share of the video pie. And they're trying to get people used to this idea of using Instagram with sound on. Since we all started with Instagram, we've just been accustomed to photos, which of course don't require sound. And now, like at least speaking personally, when I watch videos on Instagram, I'm just watching them with sound off. I don't want the sound to be on. So now that they're nudging us towards sound on, I think it's an interesting idea to kind of like further push us to have sound on while on Instagram to have a song in our profiles. So, I, you know, and thinking about the MySpace angle as well, I actually, while I hate watching video on Instagram still, I'm willing to go for this because it would be fun if you go to your friend's profile and you see what song is currently there. It's going to give us a, a blast of nostalgia and that'll be really nice. I do feel like it says a lot about somebody sometimes what song they choose for their profile, right? Yeah. And that's why it, yeah. was su- it was such a cool feature. I think, you know, the the fun thing about MySpace for me, of course, this is going to surprise nobody, is that it was such a wonderful place to discover music at its core. I don't think that's what it set yes. out to be. But purely based on, you know, having music be such an integral part of everybody's profile and then in turn, just being such an easy way to discover new bands that had a MySpace presence. It was kind of just like tailor-made for music discovery. And I don't think we've really seen a social media platform that has done the same for music since MySpace. I think TikTok is kind of getting close with how sounds trends and stuff like that, but it's definitely not the same. So, you know, in that sense, I don't think I would hate this either. Out of curiosity. What songs did y'all put on your MySpace pages? I cannot remember. Honest to God, I wish I remembered. I know. I wish I remembered too. It was probably a mix of like pop punk and then like some oldies. Yeah. Definitely. It was whatever I was really loving at the time. So I don't know. Like this would have been probably like 2005, 2006, 2008, maybe. Yeah. So I assume that. Some early all time low was on there because that's kind of when I was first getting into that band, and then definitely some oldies. I was a, I was a moody remember? child, so <laughs> it definitely <laughs> yeah, well, would have been something like, that matched my mood or that I was like trying to convey to the world, like some kind yeah. of message I was trying to convey. Right, and this is what people will do when they set a song in their profile. I think as well, it's almost like a new, a modern away message from AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. Do you remember Laura? What song? Yeah, I mean, I rotated it pretty frequently, um, but I know for sure because I've always been into punk rock, still am. So I would have done, you know, Clash, Ramones, some Dead Kennedys. Um, but I was also going through an evanescence phase at this time. <laughs> I'm just imagining yeah. visiting so, Laura's profile and hearing like, wake me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. Um, yeah, I'm sorry to anyone who was subjected to that. Black background. It's like a teardrop mouse. Probably I would have been into it, honestly. I feel like everyone was into that song. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm still into it. Mm-hmm. Is this controversial to say it's like their one good song? I don't think that's controversial. We had that one. And then like, um, what's the My Immortal? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, the really like angsty ballad. Yeah. <laughs> Inspired a fan fiction. I know. That's the only reason I remember the title. <laughs> yeah. Evanescence yep. and Harry Potter. <laughs> bred to make this terrible fan fiction. 
my clearest MySpace memory was back in like 2004, 2005, I somehow came across this, the cutest guy I'd ever seen at the time. And I was just always on his MySpace profile. I could not stop looking at his like, you know, 10 photos. And it was like so exciting when he uploaded a new photo, right? Like kind of like, kind of like a Justin Bieber haircut, got the beach look, some like like platinum tips going on like oh my god i thought this kid it was probably my age at the time was so cute but the reason i tell this story is because i was also at the same time so into credence clearwater revival <laughs> the, the classic rock band and whenever i hear that music to this day i still think of that kid like because i just associate those two things because i was listening to their music so much while staring at his photos on my space wow so maybe my song on my space was a ccr song now that I have this knowledge, I'm going to file it away. And like a year from now, I'm just going to start humming a CCR song out of nowhere. <laughs> and I'll be like, Josh, where are you? I think his name was Josh. It's my brother. You had a crush on my brother? Oh, shit. It is Clearwater. That's like, they sing that. What is it? I want to know if you've ever seen the rain coming down. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's the song, one, right? Yeah. So many, mm-hmm. so many great CCR songs I was just listening to on loop, but. I think that like, well, here's the thing. The beauty of MySpace was that it was not um, sophisticated enough to show profile views. But nowadays, yeah. it would. Like if MySpace yeah. was popping off now, you would know 100% how many people were stalking your profile. And I feel like that would give me mad anxiety. I would run up his numbers. <laughs> I would run up that kid's numbers. Was he in your top eight? No, no. I don't, I don't <laughs> even think we were friends. But- Top eight. I mean, Instagram should bring that back too. Just go all in on the MySpace nostalgia. I'm pretty sure you were in my top eight for a while, Andrew. I think I had the Muggle casters in my top eight. Like y'all were my top eight, <laughs> and maybe like one person from MuggleNet because we didn't have any friends in real life. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Those those top eight were the people we were talking to all day, every day online. I feel like that probably made you more mysterious to people you did know like day to day right because it's like oh who are these people that we don't know yeah i mean that's how it would have happened for me in high school because um you know like i just i lived in such a small town there weren't that many kids that i went to school with so yeah i'm trying to remember if my local acquaintances i wouldn't even call them friends were like my myspace friends i just don't know if I even went that far with them because I wasn't, to Laura's point, hanging out with anybody IRL. By the way, Laura, this might freak you out. I have all our old AIM chats, like most of them. How do you have... Did you save them before AIM kicked the bucket? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I used to use this app called Adium and it would save all the chats. Oh, I used Adium too. I have this folder on my computer. All my computers, it's transferred to each one each time. It transfers? That's intense. (laughs) Yeah, because it's in my... Well, you know, when I move to a new Mac, I mean. But so every once in a while, I'll do a a spotlight search on my Mac for something that I'm not looking for our aim chats, but I'll see conversations between you and me or, you know, me and Emerson come up. That's so funny. I actually finally opened one the other day. And between you and me, and we were talking, I should start, this is going to be a new After Dark feature. We just read old AIM chats. Oh, God. This is humiliating. No, but you and I were talking about some MuggleNet drama about somebody who was causing trouble over at MuggleNet Fan Fiction. You wanted my uh, thoughts on 
what we should do. Oh yeah, because it was so serious. I was like, I have to, <laughs> I have to go to the senior staff. Well, I mean, that's good fodder for Muggle Suck. So <laughs> this folder is called Old Mac Mini Chat Logs, date modified, two thousand fucking five. I'm so proud of this folder. I don't think I realized until I switched, I switched um, laptops that like my computer had just been keeping aim logs for the longest time and but like i don't know how to like i don't know if they've transferred over if they have i don't think i could open them on my computer because they're all encrypted for you know whatever the software was but yeah yeah it's kind of like text messages on the iphone if you don't tell your phone to delete them they just like store up forever so forever oh laura I'll print these out in a book for you for like your birthday or something. Oh, that's actually really sweet. I think it'd be fun to do some dramatic readings. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. I need to look through these and find the, and I, the spiciest ones. Oh, I know that <laughs> you for sure have some with Pam, too. What was your aim name, Pam? Oh, I can't remember, dude. Like, because oh, I switched sure. it to because because. OK, so he, this is crazy. What nowadays all of the um, online outlets and and like print outlets they use Slack because Slack is a thing, but before then they used um, AOL Instant Messenger as like the default messenger. Every major outlet I ever interned with or worked with was using AOL, so I had to switch my um, account over, and I think it was just like Pam Goko or something like that or P Goko. Um, cause I didn't want to like use whatever I had switched it to last. That was not my name. Cause that would be so embarrassing you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be like purple rainbow or whatever it was. <laughs> not as embarrassing as my screen name, Pam. Do you want to reveal it? My aim screen name. Get ready for the cringe y'all. The mo- this is some millennial cringe shit right here. My <laughs> screen name for years. I'm talking like sixth grade until college was Phoenix Wrath 88. <laughs> That's pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought I was a badass. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to be you <laughs> Phoenix <are> a badass. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Laura, I wait, I, I'm going to embarrass you a little bit. So I'm looking at one of our chat logs and I scrolled to the end of it and it says, Laura went away and it shows me your away message. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it even keeps away messages. <laughs> Embarrass I guess me. the window is still open. Embarrass me. It says, one light, one mind, flashing in the dark, blinded by the silence of a thousand broken hearts. For crying out loud, she screamed unto me, a free for all. Fuck them all. You are your own sight. Of what course, is that? That must course, be a song lyric. It's a Green Day song lyric. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Honestly, that's not as Just bad amazing. as I, it's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Oh yeah, I wouldn't read anything like super dramatic. <laughs> no, he you're one of those people me. where it's like gotta be friends with Andrew forever now because he has too much blackmail. <laughs> I know. If you run for president, I'm submitting these to CNN. You're just like my brother. My brother's like he always used to um like make fun. He'd be like, you can't ever marry your celebrity crushes because I'm just gonna tell them that you were like big into them before you met. And I appreciate the confidence that he thinks I could bag my celebrity crushes, but it always used to stress me out thinking that he had just had so much blackmail. So I just downloaded Adium and I was able uh-huh. to log into my 
Oh, my old thing. How do I, I'm going to have to ask you how I find these chat logs because. Well, I so these were saved to my computer. Okay. I don't know if they were like saving them on a server. I don't know. I'm going to. But I'm I'll send around. you all of ours. Yeah, please I'll send you do. all of ours. That's so yeah. that's special. I'm going to print them out and be like, can you sign this for me? I think we need to like mark some of these as like readable on the pod. Yeah, like no, just we find should. some gems of some convos. Yeah, we should. We did have one more segment for today, but we're out of time. I wanted to talk about the water crisis happening out west, and for now, I'll leave y'all with a recommendation as we turn to that segment. There's this book I read a month or two ago called Where the Water Goes. It's by David Owen, and he travels along the Colorado River to explore where the water comes from in the river, water rights in the river, and solutions for the mega drought that we are facing out west. It should be required reading for anybody who lives out West because he really goes into detail. He goes into detail that I won't go into in a future installment of Millennial because there's just there's just so much to share. But there's actually lots of good news. It's not all bad news. We can get through this. We can make things better. So if you live out West especially, but if you're interested in the water wars if you will. The book is called Where the Water Goes. Pretty easy read. Very fascinating read as well. I'm going to continue my trend of giving spooky recommendations during spooky season. Um, So I would like to recommend the game Phasmophobia. I know I've talked about it on the show before. It is a ghost hunting game. You and a group of other players go to various random houses, schools, barn houses, at prison at one point, and you hunt ghosts in those locations using a variety of tools like EMF readers and spirit boxes and Ouija boards. And it's a ton of fun. It's actually really scary um, because the ghosts will attack you and you can die during the game. But it's such a fun multiplayer game. So even if scary stuff isn't necessarily your vibe. It's a really good time to get together with, you know, two to four people and play this game. They also just released a pretty major update recently, which is why I'm recommending it because there are some new maps um, and some general upgrades to the game. I played it with some friends for like five hours the other night, scared the shit out of myself. Um, So spooky season is good, (laughs) y'all. Play Phasmophobia. You can get it on Steam. I'm glad we're getting in a spooky wreck pre-Halloween. I'm always the spooky wreck. (laughs) You are. (laughs) I feel like everybody is listening to Taylor Swift's Midnights this week, so I wanted to give a little shout out to Carly Rae Jepsen, who also put out an album on the same day. Um, Her album is called The Loneliest Time, and if you are a fan of pure pop as a genre, just like you know, what pop music, what you would assume pop music would to be at its, at its core, then I highly recommend checking this out. I tweeted about this too. I just feel like Carly Rae Jepsen is an artist that has been doing pop music, probably the best out of everybody uh, for a while. And I think that she continues that trend with her newest release. It's just a really fun album. It's got really good vibes. I kind of wish she had released it over the summer because it feels like it's going to be good for the summer too. But I think that's also perhaps a testament to how long you'll be able to keep this spinning. 
even like through the winter months and beyond. And if you haven't listened to Emotion, which she put out a couple of years ago now, I would recommend checking that out too, because it's also just such a good album. If you're a pop fan, um, definitely don't skip on this. Well, make sure you are following Millennial in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And do leave us a review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you have any feedback, you can write to us by emailing millennialshow at gmail.com or by using the contact forum or anonymous confessional on millennialshow.com. And finally, follow us on social media. We're Millennial Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And then over on TikTok, we are Millennial Pod. And coming up in After Dark, we have a more laid-back discussion today. Name a thing you like, even though objectively, it is mostly terrible. The person who tweeted this now popular tweet said name things that are 70% terrible. So we came up with some ideas and we're going to have a fun discussion about that. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Pamela. Bye everyone. Bye.